Yo, 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 welcome to A Different Word with Ricky J. Robinson. This is Ricky J. Robinson with A Different Word. What's going on, folks? Um, today, I want to talk about Hosea Sanchez uh, coming forward with this breaking news. Um, apparently, I was supposed to do this podcast like last week, but I got pushed back. I had things happen in my life and had things to go, to, you know, to go on. And I had to unfortunately push things back. I have a lot of things. I'm a busy man. I got a full plate. I'm trying to go to the military and whatnot. So y'all please excuse me. But there was this thing on uh, Instagram that Hosea Sanchez, an actor, y'all know him from the game. He played in the game. He played in several other movies. Um, but I'm, I, I know him definitely from the game. I mean, you if you watch the BET, and you remember the TV show The Game with Pooch Hall and Duran Davis and I believe it was I believe it was Tia, one of the Mari sisters, she played on there. He played Malik on the game. If you if y'all ever watched that show, check it out. It's a very good show. Y'all could probably watch it on Hulu or probably watch it on BET. Um I don't know what channel comes on now. They I know they took it off of BET, but I think they brought it back to BET. So you could probably tune in. Just check on your TV guide and see where it's at. I don't know where it's at. I don't know what channel exactly that it's on, but I believe it to be on, still be on BET. I think they show reruns. You got to catch it, though. Um, I want to talk about what he did because there's a lot of people that go through this. Unfortunately, um, Hosea Sanchez was molested when he was 14. There's a lot of people who go through this. It's sad, you know, um... It's sad that people feel like they can't even come out and talk about it. And as a black man who who gets raped or molested at, at a young age, not only does that cause psychological problems such as being alone, being disturbed, uh, being suppressing all emotions, because when you're you're at that age and you're a black man at that, you're a black boy. In society, they tell you to mask your feelings, hide your emotions, especially in the black community. I know they say that for men, definitely, but it's definite in the black community. You can't cry, you can't cry, you can't moan, you can't compliment another man's handwriting because you're gonna seem gay, it's gonna seem gay. You can't do anything. I mean, seriously, you cannot. You cannot do anything. And it, it's, it's, it's sad because as a young black man, he was probably taught to match his commotions. Whether, and that, that, that made him feel like he cannot come out and talk to people. You know? Especially around a topic that, that traumatizing. I mean, you getting molested. You put all your hope and your trust in a guy who was at the school. A principal at the school, I believe. And you put all your trust and faith in this guy because he's a friend of your dad's. He works at the school. And... This guy betrays you and uses you for his sexual advantages. I mean, that that can traumatize a child. Do you know how traumatizing that is? Some people feel like they don't have hope in that situation. You know? That's that's really, really sad. And I'm going to read what he said, what he posted. He posted about two weeks ago, to be exact. And, um... Let's see. Here we go. This is what Jose Sanchez wrote. He said, quote, before these words got here now, 
they had been written and erased many, many, many times. This time I made a choice to be man enough, human enough, brave enough, maybe even crazy enough to keep them here. So here goes. About a year or so ago, I remembered something I tried my whole life to forget. Actually, I didn't try. I intentionally forgot. I remembered the conversation I had with myself when I was around 14. I convinced myself no one needed to hear about this. People will judge me. People won't care either way. And the truth could only hurt me, my family and everyone else's families. So I locked it away until now. It was summer and I was about 14. I'd gotten a ride home from my friend's father who this day seemed insistent upon dropping me off himself. It seemed odd until I later realized he had been preparing me for this long ride home for a while. A week before this day, my friend's dad was asking me what type of girls I liked and if I had sex with a girl yet. He kept saying, I bet you have the girl screaming with that big dick. I bet you can come a lot. I didn't know it, it at the time, but he was trying to see where my boundaries were. He was using a false hyper-masculinity way as a way to sniff off my comfort level with sex and privacy. This became a regular conversation where he asked me questions about sex and wondering what girls think about me sexually. But for some reason, he would never ask me anything around his son, which was my friend, or anyone, anyone else. It was only with me and always when no one else was around us. Little did I know these secret conversations were his way of testing my level of privacy and secret keeping with him. I was always uncomfortable and shy about talking about sex with him. Obviously, I was only 14, which was the perfect personality trait for this predator to prey on. Shy and introverted. That's how some predators start by finding your child's weak, innocent shy spots and exploiting them through the lens of secrets, sex, masculinity, girls, and trust. Parents of boys, please pay attention to this. He knew my father wasn't in my life and my mother was a single mom and so he would always tell me I was like his other son. So I can trust he was always looking out for me, further building my trust and commitment to his predatory agenda. On this day in particular, he insisted on taking me home. I knew something wasn't right. My intuition was telling me it's not right, but I got in the car anyways. Shortly after the drive began, he detoured and pulled down a dirt road, pulled over and said he wanted to talk to me about school and what my plans for my future were. He worked at a university, so he said he's only looking out for me and my future. Then out of nowhere, he said he wanted to see what the girls are going crazy over. Then he reached over, unzipped my pants, and told me to trust him. I remember he kept saying, trust me, you will like it. He pulled my penis, put it in his mouth, and molested me in his car. When he, finishes, when he finished, he said, it don't mean nothing if a guy gives you a blowjob. It's not intercourse, so it's not sex. Then he told me he's a very powerful man, and if I ever told anyone, he would ruin my life and no one would believe me anyways. I was 14, a young boy, a child. 
I'm choosing to come forward with it now in hopes that my truth helps to free someone else from guilt and shame at the hands of a predator, rapist, pedophile. I hope it helps to stop someone else from being molested, raped, assaulted, and taken advantage of as a kid. I often wonder if he's done doing this to other kids. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if he left this earth and I didn't hold him accountable for what he did to me or any other kid. So in effort to heal the damage that's been done, I'm choosing to expose him now to finally hold this man accountable for his actions. Isaac Sanders from Montgomery, Alabama is a disgusting pervert, a punk, a coward, a sexual predator, a rapist, and worst of all, he's a pedophile. This man molested me when I was 14 years old and for years I was afraid to face this truth. As a man, a black man, I always thought acknowledging this would make me less of a man. I was afraid to be judged, talked about, laughed at, or even worse, not believed at all. I asked God to help me become the best me I can be and in the process allow my life to inspire, uplift, and heal someone else's pain and trauma. I pray to God this truth helps someone. I pray to God it helps me. The end dot the beginning. Hosea E. Sanchez. So that, my folks, was what Hosea Sanchez wrote. Um, truly disturbing stuff from a pedophile, a coward. You write about that, a punk who basically exploited this young man when he was 14 years old into getting what he wanted sexually out of him. And you have this everywhere. And people, kids are afraid to come forward. Um, p- kids are afraid because they feel like they, they won't be believed like Hosea Chanchez. He felt like he wasn't not going to be believed because when you're at position, some adults do have ties and, and they have power. Same thing in Hollywood. When when all these these, these scandals about these, ch- these children being molested and raped and, and killed, kids feel like they won't come forward because these men have a lot of power that's doing this and that's why they feel like nobody's going to believe them and they do these men have a lot of power they can make the child look crazy or make the child look you know like they're, they're not they're just talking crazy just talking just gibberish they have that amount of power and Hosea Chanchez he said that I'm sorry that this young brother had to go through this countless kids have to go through this there's a there's countless numbers of, of children being raped, being molested, being abused, and they can't even find anyone to talk to because people uh they feel like people won't believe them at all. You know, I, I was reading this one story, I saw this one video where this girl was telling me how her boy her mom's boyfriend was touching on her, touching on her own daughter. And you know, she was trying to tell her mama, but the mama didn't believe it. She, The mama was going off and saying, you just don't want to see me with no man. You just don't want to see me happy. And it's like, whoa, why Why is you, why you won't believe your daughter? You putting your trust in a man, but you won't put your trust in your own daughter? She's clearly telling you that she's being touched by this man. And it was true. It was not a lie. It was true. I think the guy got arrested. They found fact evidence. But the point I'm trying to make is children feel like they cannot go to someone and these poor children that cause cause them to feel psychological pain when they get raped 
and not trusted by their own mother or their own father or about people that they truly love. They feel like they can't turn to nobody. They feel a sense of loss or abandonment, hopelessness. Some teens even commit suicide. And it's, it's sad. I'm telling you right now, children, y'all can talk to someone. Talk to anybody. There's countless hotlines. There's countless, if you're feeling hopeless, there's a suicide hotline. There's an abuse hotline. You can talk to any person, any adult that's willing to listen. If somebody, if your own mother or father won't listen, you can find somebody else that'll listen to you. Tell a friend. Tell a, tell a parents. We, we don't need to lose any more children to this, this type of nonsense. Or children don't need to be affected uh, psychologically to this nonsense. Or to something so traumatic. You know, that's very traumatic to have, to have as a young person being sexually abused, sexually raped, molested at a young age. That causes multiple problems, folks. And like so, so, uh, Hosea Sanchez, he probably felt like he couldn't talk to no one. And then, he, especially in the black community, it's looked down upon if you're emotional. If you ever noticed that, it's definitely looked down upon if you're emotional or if you come out and you express yourself. Or if you say that this man gave me head. Or if you say I was molested by another man. Like black men are really ashamed of that. There's some black kids who get raped and molested, but they... They can't tell their homeboys or their friends or their mother or their father, especially their father, because they feel like they'll be shamed. They feel like they will be made fun of because what's important to a black male is his masculinity. In a black community, the most important thing to me that black men like to carry with them is their masculinity, their hope, their sense of masculinity. Black men love their masculinity. You know, there's all it's talked about in society. You know, some white women be saying, I love a black man's masculinity. You know, so black men, we we appreciate our masculinity. So if a if a male gets raped, if a black male gets raped, he don't want to come out and state that around his homeboys or tell tell his mama or his father that he was raped by another man or molested by another man because he felt like he's gonna be judged he feel like he's going to be considered gay and you're not considered gay okay that was beyond your control you cannot help that that was just a punk coward pedophile old man coward who took advantage of your needs it wasn't your fault for 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 that for that happening you're not gay you know you was a helpless innocent child but Black men or black boys, they feel like they can't talk to nobody because they feel like they'd be stigmatized as gay. They feel like they'd be stigmatized as a punk. You let a man suck your, you know, they'd be, they just, they just fear what other people might say in the situation, you know. And it's time to stop that. Stop putting all this masculinity upon black men's emotions, stereotyping us, saying we should be the strongest race. It's okay to cry. It's okay to just express your emotions. Why, when a black man expresses their emotions, it seems like it's a problem? I noticed that in the black community. You can't, you can't cry. You, you have to act like a robot. You can't write a certain way. They say you write like a girl. You can't compliment a man. They say you gay. Like, com- you, you even compliment a man on his handwriting. 
they say you gay. And that's why black men feel like they can't open up. You know, white guys can do that. They can go around saying, oh, I like your handwriting, man, and not be considered gay. But it seems like as a black man, you have to walk on certain eggshells. You have to work, walk on a certain thin line between your masculinity and being gay. It's like everything is considered gay. You cry, you gay. You compliment another man on his shoes, you gay. It's like <laughs> you sleep with your brother, you gay. Like you sleep in a in a, in a um, in the same bed with your own brother. Ugh, why he sleeping in the bed with his own brother? He gay. It's like man, you cannot do nothing in the black community without being considered gay, and it's not true. We need to stop this. Stop this stereotyping, but stop this uh this 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 hyper masculinity in the black community and this go off this goes out to everybody not just black men that's molested or black boys that's molested this goes out to white boys that's molested and raped there's white boys being molested right now by a family friend by an uncle by somebody in a position of power somebody in hollywood these pedophiles and these rapists they get away with it because they have connections to power even there's there's pedophiles in the police did y'all know that there are countless pedophiles in the police these people have power and they get away with it because they feel like people won't even consider them there's lawyers doctors judges countless pedophiles man that's out there molesting kids and children and they get away with it because these people have power they have connections to power and they feel like they'll get away with get, get away with it because nobody will consider them I mean, think about it. Will you consider a police officer to be a pedophile? No, most likely no, because police officers are, are made to protect and serve. You don't. You wouldn't think of no police officer as being a pedophile. That'll be far from your mind. What we see as a pedophile is probably a lonely guy with some glasses. Like, and I'm just giving you the image. You know that most people look as a, look at <laughs> most people consider it as a pedophile. Like he's weird, is out of shape, fat guy. With glasses, you know, and, it, and he's middle-aged. But I learned that to be totally false. See, we look at that image and we automatically think, oh, he looks like a pedophile. But no, I've seen some men who were pedophiles that got arrested or maybe that were hiding in the, in the police force. These men did not look like what your brain uh, assumes as a pedophile when you look at a picture. These men look charming. They look quote-unquote handsome attractive by women you know some of them do look out of shape and fat and look weird and strange but the majority of them you you you'll look at their pick and be like what him this guy he was raping a kid you'll look at him and and just be blown away you know but to to my to anybody that's going through this, y'all have hope. Look at any type of numbers. You can Google these numbers and call anyone if you need to talk to someone. If you're feeling suicidal from being raped or molested, because I know being raped or molested, it brings on psychological turmoil, just like being bullied. If y'all feeling suicidal thoughts, I'm going to need y'all to call the suicide hotline, no matter what. United States hotline or wherever you at Argentina, UK, London uh, Australia China it doesn't matter Brazil 
anywhere in the United States, call your suicide hotline. You can Google it. You can find out wherever it is on the internet. Or if you don't have internet, you could probably go to your library or go ask an adult that works in the mental health field. I'm sure they have all the hotlines where you can call and talk to someone or a therapist. Go see a therapist. It's okay to talk. It's okay to black men. It's okay to talk about your emotions. It's okay, man. It's okay. As long as you don't, you know, put on no dress, we good. But it's okay. Let's break the stigma saying that it's not okay to talk about emotions. Let's break the stigma saying that it's gay to talk about if you were raped or molested. That stuff needs to be talked about, bro. It really does. You can make a difference in somebody else in another child's life like Hosea Chanchez did. You can make another difference in a child's life who else is going through this problem. Maybe they feel the same emotions. Maybe they feel like they can't talk or open up. You can make a difference if you speak up now and, and, and you can change lives by telling people your story. Don't be ashamed. Don't be sad. Don't be ashamed at all. I did not laugh one bit at Jose Sanchez coming out. I actually applauded him because it takes courage to come out and tell people about what you experienced. It takes courage and bravery. That is not a weak man. That is a strong man. That takes courage because not all men would come out and say that. Not all boys will come out and say that. It takes courage to face your, 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 your demons. This was a demon playing in this man his whole life. You know, and so many people are going through this. They smile every day, but they're hiding a dark secret that, 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 that a predator or a pedophile took advantage of them when they was a kid. You know, they're hiding that. And it can be a burden to bear. I know it can. So you need to talk about your feelings. You need to talk about what you're going through or what you went through as a kid. Talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, it's just going to eat eating away at you. It's going to keep eating your soul. It's going to keep eating your spirit. You can't just sit there and lock it away. You can try, but I'm telling you, it's going to eat away with you. It's going to eat away at you. You need to open up to somebody about this. Go to the people that you can trust and talk to them. Get help. And there's always hope. I know Hosea Chanchez probably thought that there was no hope for him, but there was hope. He found somebody and he talked to somebody about this. You know, there's always hope, folks. There's always hope. You can get through it. If you if you feel in some type of, of thoughts that Hosea Chanchez went through as a kid. And I know it's hard as a kid because you already experienced emotions when you were a teenager. You're feeling, you know, uh, the pressures of looking good. You might feel insecure about your looks. You might feel insecure about, I'm not smart enough. I keep failing my quizzes in high school. I'm not, I feel like I'm not smart. I feel like I'm not beautiful. I feel like I'm not handsome. I feel like I'm not cool. I feel like I'm not popular. I keep getting bullied for my hair, my looks, my body. You know, I understand as teenagers, you already go through some feelings. And to hide that, you know, being raped, it can be a tough burden. And please, like I said, please talk to someone if you're feeling, feeling those feelings. 
if you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling those type of ways, talk to someone. Point blank, period. Simple as that. I, I can tell you countless stories of people getting molested, whom I know. My ex-wife was molested when she was a girl, she told me. And um, she told me that, I mean, she she probably don't want me telling this story, but I remember that it, it, it caused her some pain. It caused us some pain that she had to go through that. You know? Um, I believe that that it definitely contributed to her, you know, lashing out emotionally. So I just urge people to please talk to someone. Don't keep it buried. Don't keep it buried because it's going to hurt you. It's going to eat away at your very soul. So many people feel like they can't talk to someone. And my wife, my ex-wife, she didn't tell nobody about it. I don't, I don't believe. She only told like a, a select few. I believe. I know she told me. She finally opened up to me and told me. And then she told me after the guy was at a, at a party. I was at my mother-in-law's house. We was at a party and he was there. And then when he left... Kyrie told me because I was looking for her whenever uh, this guy came to the house. I couldn't find her. She was gone. And then when he left the house, she then when he left the house, she she reappeared. And I was like, why you disappeared? What what happened? You you saw that guy in the cap? That's what she told me. I said, yeah, he, he left that guy. That was the guy I was telling you about. He molested me when I was a girl. And I was like, wow. So people, I'm telling you, if you felt like you you cannot talk to someone, you could talk to someone. There's always someone willing to listen, but you have to take this step and find someone you could trust and talk to someone. You know, if someone doesn't believe you, go to another person. Go to the police. But I know a, a kid... Is confused at that age. They, they, when when a, a an adult man predator preys on a young child, they they start with your mind to try to exploit you. You know, just like Jose Chanchez said, you know, he he started out by saying, you know, I bet I bet girls be going crazy over your dick. You know, excuse my language, but that's what he said. I bet girls be going crazy. He was just using. He was just saying that because he wanted to see how big you know his his penis was and what he was going to say you know he was just using it so he could slowly slide in the door so he could pray so the predator can pray on his prey you know so I urge people out there you know that's listening to this podcast that's going through this that got a mother, a father a brother, a sister, uncle, cousin nephew I mean excuse me not nephew uh, Uncle, grandma, grandpa, if y'all got any of those family members, y'all, I'm sure y'all can confide in one of them, them, them people, one of those adults, and come to them and talk to them, okay? Tell somebody, reach out, do not keep this, please do not keep this hidden. I know some people are scared, I know why the reason why some people keep, some people keep it hidden, some people are scared. Some people feel like they have no one to talk to or turn to because they feel like they won't be believed. 
because that person has a lot of power. But with the grace of God, I'm telling y'all, y'all can make it. Talk to God. Pray. Get that off your chest by praying. If you don't believe in God, like I said, find somebody in your school to talk to, a teacher. People, that's, there's always somebody out there willing to listen. And somebody is going to believe you. I don't care who I don't care who doesn't believe you. There is somebody that's going to believe you because they're going to they're going to realize, like, why would a child make this up? And that's the way I would be looking at it. I'd be looking like, why would a child make up being molested or raped? Don't no children make that up. Don't no children just sit there and point at you. This man raped me for no reason. Why would a child make that up? A child is not going to make that up. Anytime something sexual happens, a child is going to tell the truth. I was reading a story about this man that was arrested in Florida. He was a security guard. and He just started working at this school in Florida. And he took this six-year-old girl out of her classroom, right? And he took the, he took the little girl to a room. And he took off a jacket, I believe. And he put the jacket over her eyes where she couldn't see nothing. And this man, you believe he was 25 or 26, he unzipped his pants and I guess he was touching himself, like masturbating to this little girl because they found semen on the, all on the jacket. And um, the girl removed the jacket to see what he was doing. He had his, She seen that he had his pants unzipped. And she, when she, whenever she took off the jacket, off from removed the jacket from her eyes, he said, "Okay, we're done," and zipped up his pants. And he released the girl back into the classroom. Well, she told some, she told some adults. I guess it was a teacher or some police officer. No, I think it was a teacher. She told a teacher that this the security guard took her in a room, and he had his pants unzipped. And of course, the lady, you know, the teacher, she called the authorities. Because she felt like in the spirit that wasn't right, which is it's not right. And they questioned the young the security guard, and he said he was trying to make up some lie talking about, oh, I took her in the room to to question her because it looked like she was being neglected. That was his lie. And it was a pretty bad one because they found semen on the jacket, which which uh confirmed that the girl was telling the truth. So they arrested him. And just read about it. It was a story. I believe the guy's name was Marcus Tillman. Yep, that was his name. Marcus Tillman. It was it's M-A-R-C-U-S-T-I-L-L-M-A-N. Marcus Tillman. He was arrested for, I guess, sexual. They, they arrested him for sexual battery. And this girl was six years old. A six-year-old girl. What the hell does a, a 20-something-year-old man want with a six-year-old girl? That I would never know. That is disgusting. That is perverted. You're a coward. I mean, all these women out here, you can't you you want to go for a six-year-old girl? All these women out here. All these grown women out here that you, I'm sure you can find. And you settle for a six-year-old. My son, you are disgusting. You are perverted, and I hope they throw you underneath the jail. And I hope you never get out. And I hope they tear your new booty hole too, which they gonna do, because prison, prison guys in prison, they don't take too kindly to child molesters. They don't take too kindly to rapists. 
if you in there as a child molester or a rapist, you getting beat every day. And that's on that's on everybody I love. You getting beat every day. And you getting raped every day in your booty hole. I'm telling you, it's no joke. It's no joke. So people, if you're going through this, boys, girls, men, women, find somebody to talk to. I love y'all. I love every single one of y'all who deal with this. Y'all are strong people. Y'all not weak. Y'all are not weak to me. Y'all are very, very strong. Y'all are the strongest people I know. Because to be honest, I don't even know if I could come out with that. But I would. I would tell if I was if I had to go through that, I would tell a, a consenting adult. I would tell an adult. You know. But I understand where children are coming from when they feel like they can't they feel like they can't they open up about it because they feel like they won't be trusted. They feel like the person has a lot of power and the person, the, the, the adult will threaten them. That they will ruin their lives. Like, so say a said about this, this, this principal at this school. And by the way, I think he was arrested. This principal that Osea Sanchez um, basically put on blast. I think they arrested him. I think they arrested him. Um, his name was Isaac Hayes. You know, he worked in, uh, I think he worked 20-something years at the school, I believe. I don't know. I can't remember how long he worked at the school, but he's been there for quite some time. And ain't no telling. He might have done that to other children. So you never know. So by Hosea Chanchez putting this out, he probably saved other kids' lives that were scared to talk, come out, scared to talk about this because... If he made Jose Sanchez not talk about it, what makes you think that other kids won't feel the same way at that age? That's 13 and 14. That's 12 years old. That's 10 years old. That's 11 years old. So you just you just never know, man. You, you never know. And my hope goes out to these people. My hope goes out to y'all that's going through this. Pray. If you don't believe in God, talk to someone. Call Every hotline is available, a suicide hotline. If you're feeling suicidal thoughts from being molested, you can call the um, abuse, neglect. Um, um, there's other hotlines, I believe, that's available that you can talk. You can open up to someone about being raped and molested. Um, talk to someone. Talk to an adult. Talk to the police anybody I beg of you anybody just confide in somebody you can trust there's always that one person you can trust you are not alone in this you have hope you have hope in this you are not alone and I say that with so much confidence you are not alone children boys girls men women who are going through this you are not alone okay I love every single one of y'all. God bless. This has been a podcast with a different, with the, the real word podcast slash a different word podcast with Ricky J. Robinson. Y'all take care. Peace.